You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, March the 23rd of 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in once again. Apologies for no show yesterday. I was you saw on Twitter I was in a car accident, so I was dealing with that as well as the apartment's Wi-Fi was out. I'm currently using my phone's hotspot to record this on uh, YouTube to get the video up and running, so hopefully that ends up well at the editing process afterwards. We'll get a bonus show out your way this week to get the five episodes a week that we promise you here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cardinals finishing up another spring training game today against the Houston Astros. Not going super well, but the Cardinals have had a very good spring. The story of the spring, in my opinion, has been the injuries to the Cardinals uh, pitching. So I was talking with Jason Burke of Locked On A's. Uh, Locked On Oakland A's as their fire sale will likely continue. Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas on the market right now. What could a trade look like for the St. Louis Cardinals between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Oakland Athletics, excuse me, as the two teams could be in the market for a trade as the Cardinals will be looking to improve starting pitching, in my opinion. We'll also talk about the internal options in the starting rotation because there are some fascinating internal ones, and we'll finish up talking about with some salary arbitration updates as well. We're going to go ahead and get right into it with the trade. Jason is the one that sent one over first, so I want to talk about his trade. He had uh, Frankie Montes and Shamanaya going over to the St. Louis Cardinals in addition to Steven Piscotti. So pretty hefty package, and he this is what he wanted in return. I'll let you guys think with it for just a moment. Uh, the Cardinals would send over Nolan Gorman, Large Nukbar, uh, Nunez, a right-handed pitcher, and Juan Yepes, the first baseman. Uh, so off the bat, my eyes went no, because <laughs> the Cardinals are not giving up Nolan Gorman for sure, and it would be hefty, hefty, hefty to give up um, to give up Juan Yepes. But you also have to think about. So let's let's give this trade its due, right? Let let's look at this trade. Although, because you would be getting a year of Sean Manaya. Two years of Frankie Montas and Steven Piscotti back. Now, this trade in particular, I'm not a big fan of for a couple different reasons. I don't think the Cardinals need to go all in on two starting pitchers. I think just one would suffice. I'm personally intrigued by Manaya. Uh, maybe that's just because I like his style. The numbers are, are, are pretty solid. He's a lefty, so I like that side of him as well. So I would be more interested in a trade just for Manaya, which I will talk about in just a little bit. But this trade... It is a big no for me from the Cardinals' perspective, mainly because of the Gorman and Yepes part of it. I would be okay with passing on Nunez. I'd be okay with passing on uh, Lars Nupar if the package is right. Uh, Lars Nupar did have a triple in a spring game a little bit ago. So there is definitely some upside with Nupar. He improved his swing in the Arizona Fall League. But at the end of the day, I think he is still a movable piece. But to me, th- th- this trade is just a big no from the Cardinals' perspective. Uh, just because of the the massive uh, depletion it would take from the Cardinals farm system with uh, both Juan Yepes and Nolan Gorman leaving. 
Now, you do get two pretty solid starting pitchers and Steven Piscotty back, but the Cardinals don't really need another right-handed bat that can play the outfield or DH. Cardinals have plenty of those. They have plenty of DH options unless they want a platoon. I don't think Steven Piscotty is worth getting in a platoon situation. So I don't I don't see a huge desire from at least from my perspective for the Cardinals to go get a Steven Piscotty again. This was just a deal that uh, Jason Burke sent over of locked on A's. So this trade I think is is a decent starting point. I don't think that and there's anything about this trade that says automatically I'm done talking to the to the A's from the Cardinals perspective. But but we, Jason and I were having a conversation and we were just talking about what the the A's are specifically looking for. So so this is this is what Jason had said. Uh, well, first of all, he said that it looks like both will be moved before too long. Manaya's injury history and one year of control wouldn't make sense to hold until the deadline, so I see Manaya going first. Uh, Montes could potentially be dealt then if you're not getting what you're looking for from an A's perspective. And then he says this. As for what they're after, so far they've been adding guys that can play solid defense and maybe a question on offense. Uh, he lays out examples of Pash, Kevin Smith as well. Uh, position doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but they appear set at catcher. They also don't need a ton of emphasis on second base. They'll move someone to second or get a vet for cheap, most likely. Power arms with good sliders are a good bet, too. So I think Juan Yepes fulfills that need in terms of the bat that could play. Nunez could fulfill the need of the of the arm that Jason laid out as well. Uh, but but this was my counter to him, and he hasn't. We hadn't given too much of a discussion after this. But he, he, here was my my counter to him in terms of if we're still going after. John Manaya. So Oakland gets Newtbar and Nunez, and St. Louis gets Manaya. I know that that's a two for one. You're you're losing a decent amount there with Newtbar, but in my opinion, that the starting rotation does need to be improved. Again, I'll talk about the internal solutions after this. But Ken Rosenthal did report today that teams are heating up, talking about Sean Manaya. A little bit more uncertain about uh, Frankie Matas at the time of this recording. He had not laid out any teams, uh, but he did say that the market for Manaya is heating up and the Cardinals need pitching losing Flaherty losing Reyes there's no doubt about that they need pitching it's just a matter of how aggressive are they going to be to get this deal done or get a deal in general done because if they're not aggressive enough I agree with Jason I I think Mania will be traded before opening day Uh, I just don't see the Oakland Athletics holding on to him for too long they did settle on an arbitration deal talk about the Cardinals arbitration deals coming up in just a bit as well but at the end of the day, the Cardinals need pitching. Internal options are there, yes. But I think these two trades that I've talked about are, are good starting points. I think that the, the A's have gotten a lot of prospects for their other stars, so the, the asking price is definitely tall. Uh, the the return that, that I just offered, Newt Bar and Nunez for Shamanaya, might be a little weak. Maybe you do it to throw in a Yepes. Maybe you, you do it to throw in a Brendan Donovan or something like that. Somebody that has a little bit of upside, offensively speaking. But in my opinion, if the Cardinals are going to go all in 2022 and make an impact signing, which I still think that they should do, if you're not going to make it at shortstop, which there are no really, there's no market left for short after Trevor Story signed with the Boston Red Sox, then it's got to be via the trade market. And in my opinion, it's got to be via starting rotation. With, especially with the injury to Flaherty. Maybe you even give up a Miles Michaelis. Maybe you even give up a Dakota Hudson. I would not like that. I think Dakota Hudson's a valuable piece to the rotation. But maybe you do give up a, a major league starter. And I, maybe. Or maybe you give up a Jake Woodford, who is who's kind of that, that swingman who's one of the internal options for that fifth starting spot that I'll talk about in segment number two. 
but but this move, in my opinion, would energize the fan base and would put the Cardinals in the conversation of one of the, the top teams in the league. Because as I've talked about a lot on this show, they're already the favorite with, to win the division, in my opinion. And I don't think it's particularly close. Milwaukee's going to pose a threat, don't get me wrong. But I just really like the depth of this Cardinal team, and they could add to it with a starting rotation move. And they've been, they were, you know, you don't know the validity of some of these reports, some of these accounts that have been on Twitter reporting, but they've also gotten other reports right, so you just never know. But a trade with, with, with Oakland, a blockbuster like this, maybe not the blockbuster of the, of the offseason, that probably belongs to either Freddie Freeman or Carlos Correa, who got introduced as a twin today. But you still have valuable options, in my opinion, when you're looking at those those starters that are on the market. Again, I think either Manaya or Montes would be solid options. Uh, for me personally, I'd rather go after Manaya. Let me know what you think. Comment in the YouTube section. Follow me on Twitter and DM me there at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals because I think both the, the Cardinals and Oakland Athletics could be looking to get a deal done. Um, regardless, I think the A's will be trading Sean Manaya soon. That That's no secret. Um, but if the Cardinals aren't going to trade for a starting rotation, who, who is going to fill in? And how have they looked this spring? Because there, there are some pretty solid candidates if you're trying to be an optimist, which I try to be generally. So we're talking about the options internally for the fifth starter spot coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bars on the market, and that is Built Bar. Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they also have this incredible product called a Built Bar Puff. If you haven't had one of these, you're missing out because it is a protein-infused marshmallow, the first of its kind. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. These are going to be your new favorite product at Built Bar. I am telling you this now so you get ahead of the game. All Built Bar products are covered 100% in chocolate, real chocolate. And yes, even the Puffs. Low-calorie, high-protein replacer candy bar with these. They are better in every way, including in the macros chart. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That is a pretty healthy protein bar if you ask me and they taste better than candy bars as well so go to built.com right now use promo code locked 15 that is l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com With Jack Flaherty being out uh, for a little while longer and Alex Reyes being sidelined as well, there's obviously an opening in that starting rotation spot as well as the bullpen spot. So so it becomes a decision now for for the Cardinals. Do you try and make a move that is go in all right now or make a move that that could be long-term beneficial? Beneficial in the long term is probably a better way to word that. The reason I say that is because if you... Don't make a move, and you go internal. A Jake Woodford, a Drew Verhagen, uh, Zach Thompson, if he's able to be better than he has this spring, a Matthew Libertor, something of that nature. If you go internal, stay internal with that fifth starter spot, maybe long, long-term your, your minor league system doesn't take a hit. Your rotation might 
right now, but it could also season these guys better for the long long term. And if you balance that with the pros and cons of making a trade, your your starting rotation does get better for this year with Sean Manaya in it. And I don't think there's really any question there. But you also have to wonder, does your prospect pool take a hit? Is that hit worth it? And you have to wonder, you have four starters right now. If you bring in Manaya or any starter that, that would be a fifth starter, what do you do when Jack Flaherty comes back? Because you're not moving Flaherty to the bullpen. You're not moving Wainwright to the bullpen. You're not moving Matt to the bullpen. You're not moving Michaelis to the bullpen. You're probably not moving Hudson to the bullpen either. He would be the only one out of those four that I'm th- thinking, or five with Flaherty in it. Yeah, he could be a bullpen piece. Maybe, sort of. But he's being stretched out for a starter. He's got a starter's job. So there is a, an argument to be had where you say don't make any moves and you just go internal because that would create a bigger long jet log jam if you did trade because then you have six starters. And again, having pitching is never a bad thing. Having too much pitching is a good problem to have. So I see both sides of the coin. I see both the pros and the cons to each option. The internal options are intriguing. Jake Woodford had a nice spring outing on Tuesday. Um, he was able to watch it on Ballet Sports Midwest. Matthew Libertorres had some struggles. Uh, Drew Verhagen pitched okay. Aaron Brooks struggled against the Astros today, although he's more of a short-term, um, short-relief arm. Again, it's a balancing act of how you want to balance going all-in for 2022 versus maybe mortgaging the future a little bit and still remaining competitive. Because if the Cardinals throw in Jake Woodford, if they throw in an internal option in that fifth starter spot, I still see that as a pretty solid rotation. It's not one of the top ones in in the league. It's probably a top two or three within the division, still even with that weaker number five spot. But Jake Woodford showed flashes of it last year that he has the ability to be effective. And there was an article in The Athletic that I talked about on Monday's show that was saying the Cardinals feel pretty confident with their internal options at the starting rotation spot and feel that they can still compete if they are having to fill that need internally. And I agree with that. I do believe that they can still compete and be okay if they go internal, if they stay internal, I should say. But if, they, if they're able to go external, if they're able to trade for a Shamanaya, a Frankie Montas, or sign sign somebody, make a trade somewhere. I'm just going with, with these two because I think those are my, my top targets, in my opinion. Um, then that does elevate the rotation for this season. The concern with, with Manaya specifically is, like I mentioned, Jason mentioned, the injury history and only one year of control. So you might be able to get him for a little cheaper uh, in terms of, of assets and prospects. But you also only have one year of control for Manaya, so then you have to worry about this problem again come season's end. But the solution to that, because every problem, most problems have solutions, right? And the solution to that would be, well, then you are able to season Matthew Libertor in the minor leagues. You're able to season Jake Woodford a little bit more in the minor leagues. Even Zach Thompson, you're able to get these guys more minor league reps for when these starters do leave, because you're going to have Wainwright retire. Let's just say for hypothetical stance, you get Manaya. He would leave after the year. You're dealing with contract disputes, not disputes, but you might be dealing with some contract issues with a Flaherty, with a, with a Hudson, different things of that nature. You might have 
to be ready for these minor leaguers to make the starting rotation next year. So does another year in the minors help them? And like I mentioned, you can never have too much pitching. Most of these internal options are on the verge to being major league ready versus being minor league ready. So if somebody gets hurt, if a Wainwright gets hurt, if a Flaherty stays hurt, if Manaya, Mats, Michaelis, if a starting pitcher gets hurt, you have these guys still in the minor leagues ready to roll. I just think there's, I think there's a decent chance Lee Retort does break camp with the St. Louis Cardinals. There's a chance of it. You, you never know that they, they're starting to split up major league, minor league camps uh, today and over the next handful of days and weeks. So you never know. But internal options, would it be the end of the world? No. Would it be the best thing for the Cardinals to do? Maybe not, because I think that they have a window to win here in 2022 with the Pirates being the Pirates, with the Reds selling everybody and not signing anybody um, outside of Colin Moran, and I think they acquired Mike Miner in one of their deals. You have the Cubs that could be an intriguing team, could be, especially with the Suzuki signing, but I don't see the offense overall or the starting rotation being that that threatful. And the Brewers, who have a great starting pitching staff, and uh, the offense is a question. So you have an NL Central that is winnable in 2022. I did an episode on this last week. So it's a balancing act. Do you go be aggressive to win this year? Or do you rely on your developmental arms that you've been developing for years that they're going to produce in the major leagues? There's hope on both sides of the equation. There's hope in both solutions. There truly is. Whether you're on in the camp that the Cardinals need to get Mania or this is a bust, or they're on the camp that the Cardinals don't need pitching, they'll be fine. Whatever side of the camp you're in, I see the positives in it. I truly do. I probably lean, from my perspective, a little bit more towards, which is why I'm doing a, you know two-thirds of an episode on it, on getting help. Getting some starting pitching help from the market. Just because I say, why not? Again, they're not my assets. They're not my prospects. It's not my money I'm spending. <laughs> it's it's So it's a little easier for me to sit here and say that. But I say, why not go all in? Why not get your starting rotation elevated to, to a different level of, of, of fear? G- get it elevated to a different level of production by getting a proven major league talent. And he's not going to pitch a no-hitter every night like he did against Boston a couple years ago. He's not gonna he might not be a Max Scherzer or Jacob deGrom type addition. I understand that. But he's there's a really good chance, and all due respect to the minor league guys or the guys on the cusp internally, there's a really good chance that he's going to be better than any of those guys. So I say go get him. Now, if they're asking for for an arm and a leg prospect wise, if they're asking for Nolan Gorman, um Jordan Walker or Matthew Libertor, no. Then, 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 then no. Then I understand not making the pulling the trigger on that trade because there is such a thing as too high of an asking price. But a Juan Yepes, maybe I could see the Cardinals passing on him. And again, he's a really good talent. I understand that. A large Snoopar, do you pass on him? I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. So there there are certain trade packages that I would be okay with the Cardinals giving up for a Shamanaya type arm. There truly are. Um, let me know if you have thoughts. Let me know if you think they should go internal. Let me know what you think of the trade package that I threw out today. Let me know if there's a name you think the Cardinals should not trade. Should trade. Let me know if you think there's another name the Cardinals should go after. 
because I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'll try and respond to as many of the YouTube comments as I can over the next handful of days. Uh, but nevertheless, that's going to do it for the starting pitching talk on today's show. Talking about contracts next, as the Cardinals were able to settle with a couple of players um, for their contracts and uh, going to arbitration on a couple of more. But before I get to that, our next partner has a product that I want to tell you about that I use quite frequently, and that is Athletic Greens. One scoop each morning of Athletic Greens, and you're going to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It, no matter what lifestyle you're living, it's going to help you out. Whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals either, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality, recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. There are little to no bad things about this product. It costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and you're investing an all-in-one nutritional insurance with Athletic Greens. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cardinals made some arbitration-defying moves as they came to agreements on a couple of different players that I want to get to before I end today's show. Uh, according to Katie Wu, she tweeted out that the Cardinals were able to settle with Jack Flaherty, Giovanni Gallegos, Jordan Hicks, Dakota Hudson, and Alex Reyes. It was kind of funny. Dakota Hudson actually settled on his arbitration salary Um or he found out in the middle of his spring outing on Tuesday, but the Cardinals are paying Jack Flaherty $5 million this year. Giovanni Gallegos getting $2.41 million. Hicks, $973,000 to be exact. Dakota Hudson getting $1.05 million, and Alex Reyes at $2.85 million. Um, Two players the Cardinals did not reach, um, agreements with were Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill. So those two are going to arbitration. So these two sides will submit a number to a an arbiter, an arbitrator, excuse me, and then they pick the salary. Um, so according to Joel Sherman, uh, Kate Wu tweeted this out, um, O'Neill submitted a $4.15 million. The Cardinals submitted 3.4. Harrison Bader submitted 4.8. And the Cardinals, 3.8 million dollars so both Bader and O'Neill will be looking to get a payment increase um for 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 this season and it was actually an interesting quote that I found uh, from Tyler O'Neill reported by John Denton talking about um an extension um saying the the following uh, if I could pull it up here excuse me um talking about an extension and O'Neill saying that, that he's open to an extension. Uh, quote, I would be open to a contract extension talks with St. Louis. I love playing here. I love the fans, the city, and I love the energy. That's something I would definitely be open to and would love if everything worked out. Uh, I think both Bader and O'Neill would be fine options to extend. 
uh, past just their arbitration eligibility, which get them locked up for for long term, longer term, anyways. You know, I'm not saying give them a 10-year contract by any stretch of the imagination, but I think a four, five, six-year deal for either one of those guys, I'd be happy to see. Especially now if you lock them up before their prices likely will go up over the next couple of years because prices are going up in general and then will be free agency. And I think they're going to have really good years this year after pretty solid years last year. Uh, I mean, O'Neal had a career career year last year, so that's why he wants such a big pay increase, and I don't blame him. But if you're a Cardinal fan listening or watching this, let me know who you think the Cardinals should extend out of those two, Harrison Bader or Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I don't see the Cardinals extending Jack Flaherty. I see Flaherty attaching the free agent market. And I would imagine that Harrison Bader would too. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I just feel like the Cardinals seem a little bit more set on Tyler, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, again, that, that's just my own opinion. I don't have a scoop or anything like that. But I do think that O'Neill will be a better fit long-term here in St. Louis. Bader's a great player, and if they sign both of them to, to extensions, that would be fantastic. Or if they both end up just getting these one-year deals through arbitration, that would be good as well because you want these players to get paid, and you want the Cardinals to um, have the best team on the field. And these two, especially together, combined with Dylan Carlson, as I've said many times, come together to form one of the best outfields in all of baseball, if not the best in all of baseball. So I do think that you know it's good that the Cardinals were able to reach an agreement with so many of the players uh, to avoid the arbitration process. Uh, so the next step will be getting O'Neill and Bader's salary figured out. Uh, the next step here on Locked on Cardinals will be talking about different positional battles and who's going to make the roster. I'll be talking about that tomorrow. Also talking about the rule changes that are going to be implemented. Rosters expanding, which will kind of go hand-in-hand hand with the conversation topic I just mentioned. The Shohei Otani rule. Uh, which probably won't affect the Cardinals very much, as well as my thoughts on the ghost or zombie runner at second base. Uh, so if you're interested in hearing my thoughts on that, be sure to tune back in tomorrow. Um, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Be sure to make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day with Paul Francis Sullivan. But please call him Sully. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.